North Pole Hotline. We've decked the halls for our holiday party. Now we need to get decked out too. Get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, get up to 50% off store-wide now on party-perfect styles like velvet tops and pixie pants. Up to 50% off? It is the season to be jolly. Jeans and sweaters start at just 15 bucks with tops from just 7 bucks. Ooh, we need those styles fa-la-la-la fast. Buy online and pick up in store for free. And don't forget to redeem your super cash now through Tuesday to save even more. Kids, we're going to Old Navy. Holiday your heart out with up to 50% off store-wide at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid through 12-4, select styles only. Other exclusions apply. See stores for details. Hello, everyone. Welcome to what I think is episode 280 of Sleep and Relax ASMR. Might be 279, might be 281, who knows. I kind of um, lose track while I'm recording. Anyway, this episode, we'll be reading the Wikipedia page for Joe Rogan, who is, of course, a comedian, UFC announcer, and a godfather of the podcasting world. <clears throat> He's much more than that. I mean, he's a he's a really impressive guy in terms of how it is he's able to split his time. This is, of course, another ASM article, which, as I just alluded to, just means I pick a topic and we learn about it together by reading the Wikipedia page about a person, uh, place, event, so on and so forth. And, you know, hopefully we learn something together. Um or the very worst, uh, we all fall asleep together. So it's it's a win-win as far as I'm concerned. So let's jump into it. <clears throat> Joseph James Rogan, born August 11th, 1967, is an American stand-up comedian, martial arts color commentator, and podcast host. A fan of comedy since his youth, Rogan began a career in stand-up in August 1988 in the Boston area, developing a blue comedy act, which I'm not sure what that means. He moved to New York City two years later. After relocating to Los Angeles in 1994, Rogan signed an exclusive developmental deal with Disney, appeared as an actor on television sitcoms Hardball and News Radio, and worked in local comedy clubs. In 97, he started working for the Ultimate Fighting Championship, UFC, as an interviewer and color commentator, Rogan released his first comedy special in 2000 and has since produced seven other specials. From 2001, yeah, from 2001, he has been the host of several television shows, including Fear Factor, The Man Show, and Joe Rogan Questions Everything, uh, which is pretty interesting because I remember Joe Rogan uh, primarily from Fear Factor when I was a kid, or younger, I guess I should say. And I didn't realize that he started working and commenting for the UFC so early on. I, I thought it was something that maybe he had started uh, after Fear Factor. I didn't realize that he was basically <clears throat> doing both, which really adds to uh, how impressive this this is. I mean, again, the guy is one of the, uh, you yeah, know, obviously not a founding father of podcasting, but he's certainly one of uh, one of the godfathers, as, as Wikipedia itself is kind of alluding to, and... The idea that he's a television host, a tel- you know, an actor in a sitcom or a couple sitcoms, he's doing stand-up comedy. It's, I don't know how the guy has time to do everything. Uh, in 2009, Rogan launched his podcast, The Joe Rogan Experience, which has become one of the most popular podcasts available. In October 2015, it was downloaded 16 million times. That's a lot of times. Rogan is also an advocate of the legalization of cannabis, hunting, and overall physical and mental well-being. 
And now we move on to early life and education. <clears throat> My throat's like a little bit dry. Maybe drink a little bit of water. Uh, Joe Rogan was born on August 11th, 1967, in Newark, New Jersey, um, the place where his grandfather moved his family in the 1940s. He is of one quarter Irish and three quarters Italian descent. His father, Joseph, worked as a police officer in Newark. At the age of five, Rogan's parents divorced, and his father has not been in contact with him since he was seven. Didn't know that. Rogan said of his father, All I remember of my dad are these brief, violent flashes of domestic violence. But I don't want to complain about my childhood. Nothing bad ever really happened to me. I don't hate the guy. At seven, Rogan and his family moved to San Francisco, California, followed by another move when he was 11 to Gainesville, Florida. They settled in Newton, Upper Falls, Massachusetts, where Rogan attended Newton South High School, graduating in 1985. Rogan participated in Little League Baseball, but developed an interest in martial arts in his early teens, as it was really the first thing that ever gave me hope that I wasn't going to be a loser, so I really, really gravitated toward it. According to Rogan, those are not my words. At 14, he took up karate, or karate, as some like to say. <laughs> and began to complete to compete in taekwondo competitions. At 19, he went. <clears throat> excuse me. My throat is so dry, and I've drank, you know, seven cups of water. And I've taken cough uh, medicine, and like nothing is working for an itchy throat. Any natural remedies out there aside from tea and all this kind of stuff for itchy throats? Send me an email. I'd love to know. Um, <clears throat> at 19, he won the U.S. Championship. U.S. Open Championship Tournament as a lightweight, as a lightweight. He was a Massachusetts full-contact state champion for four consecutive years and became an instructor in the sport. Rogan also practiced amateur kickboxing and held a 2-1 record. Rogan retired from competition at 21 as he began to suffer from frequent headaches and feared worse injuries. He attended University of Massachusetts, Boston, but found it pointless and dropped out before he graduated. Career 1988 to 1999, early comedy career in sitcoms. Rogan had no intention of being a professional stand-up comedian and initially considered a career in kickboxing. He was a fan of comedy as a youngster and his parents took him to see comedian Richard Pryor's uh, film Live on the Sunset Strip, which affected him in, quote, in such a profound way. Nothing had made me laugh like that, end quote. Rogan's friends at his gym and Taekwondo school convinced him to have a go at stand-up comedy as he would make jokes and do impressions to make them laugh. At 21, after six months preparing material and practicing his delivery, he performed his first stand-up routine on August 27, 1988 at an open mic night at Stitches Comedy Club in Boston. While he worked on a stand-up, Rogan took up several jobs to secure himself financially by teaching martial arts at Boston University and Revere, Massachusetts. Uh, delivering newspapers, driving a limousine, doing construction work, and completing duties for a private investigator. <laughs> That's crazy. His blue comedy style earned him gigs at bachelor parties and strip clubs. One night, Rogan convinced the owner of a comedy club in Boston to allow him to try a new five-minute routine. At the show was a talent manager, Jeff Sussman, who liked Rogan's act and offered him to become his manager, to which Rogan accepted. 
1990, Rogan moved to New York City as a full-time comedian. He was, quote, scratching and grinding, end quote, for money at the time. So he stayed with his grandfather in Newark for the first six months. Rogan later cited Richard Jerry, Richard Jenny, Lenny Bruce, Sam Kinison, and Bill Hicks as comedy influences. In 94, Rogan relocated to L.A. as it presented, as it presented more career opportunities. His first national television spot on the MTV comedy show Half Hour Comedy Hour. Oh, his first national television spot followed on the MTV comedy show <clears throat> Half Hour Comedy Hour. Probably my fault for reading that so poorly. The appearance led to the network offering him a three-year exclusive contract and a role in a pilot episode of a dopey game show for $500. Rogan declined, but it prompted Sussman to send tapes of Rogan's performances to several networks, which sparked a bidding war. After a period of negotiations, Rogan accepted development, a development deal with the Disney network. He secured his first major acting role in, 90, in, 1994, in the 1994-9 episode Fox sitcom Hardball as Frank's as Frank Valent, Valente, Frank Valente, a young egocentric star player on a professional baseball team. Rogan called the hiring process weird, as the network had no idea if he could act until he was asked by Dean Valentine, then president of Walt Disney Television. To which he replied, "If you can lie, you can act." And if you can lie to crazy girlfriends, you can act under pressure. <laughs> the filming schedule was a new experience for Rogan, who started to work 12-hour days and among people. Rogan later said, It was a great show on paper until a horrible executive producer with a big ego was fired by Fox to run the show, and he rewrote it. Hired by Fox. I might have said he was fired by Fox. No, he was hired by Fox to run the show, and he rewrote it. Around this time, Rogan began performing at the Comedy Store in Hollywood and became a paid regular by owner Mitzi Shore. He performed at the club for the next 13 years for free and paid for the venue's new sound system. Cool. From 95 to 99, Rogan starred in the NBC sitcom News Radio as Joe Gorelli, an electrician and handyman at the show's fictional news radio station. The role was originally to be played by actor Ray Romano, but he was let go from the cast after one rehearsal, and Rogan was brought in. I wonder what that would have been, because news radio I've heard is pretty funny and pretty good by a few people, and I've never seen it. But I wonder how that would have changed the trajectory of his career if he didn't do news radio. Because I do think that was kind of like his big, his real big uh, acting and, and kind of performance uh, break. But I guess, I guess if you're a fan of comedy, you probably knew about him for way before news radio and uh, <clears throat> and uh, and fear factor the switch caused rogan to work with the show's writers to help develop the character in time before the show was set to launch which he later described as a very dumbed down censored version of himself rogan befriended fellow cast member phil hartman who confided his marital problems to him Rogan claimed he tried to persuade Hartman to divorce his wife five times, but, quote, he loved his kids and didn't want to leave, end quote. In 98, Hartman was murdered by his wife. Jesus, this is dark. The loss affected Rogan's ability to perform stand-up and canceled a week of scheduled gigs. Rogan later saw acting as an easy job but grew tired of playing the same character every week and only did it for the money. He later viewed his time on news radio as, quote, a dream gig that allowed him to earn money while working on his stand-up as often as he could. During the series, he worked on a pilot for a show named Overseas. Never knew that. 
1997 to 2005, UFC, comedy specials, and television. Rogan began working for the mixed martial arts promotion Ultimate Fighting Championship as a backstage and post-fighter interviewer. His first show took place at UFC 12 Judgment Day in Dothan, Alabama on February 7th, 97. I wonder who fought UFC 12. He became interested in jiu-jitsu in 94 after watching Hoist Gracie fight at UFC 2, No Way Out, and landed the position at the organization as Sussman was friends with its co-creator and original producer, Campbell McLaren. <clears throat> he quit after around two years as his salary could not cover the cost of traveling to the events, which were more rural locations at the time. After the UFC was taken over by Zuffa in 2001, Rogan attended some events and became friends with its new president, Dana White. <clears throat> Excuse me, who offered him a job as a color commentator, but Rogan initially declined as he just, quote, wanted to go to the fights <clears throat> and drink. In 2002, while uh, White was able to hire Rogan for free in exchange for prime event tickets for him and his friends. After about 15 free gigs as commentator, Rogan accepted pay for the job, working alongside Mike Goldberg until the end of 2016. Rogan won the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Award, for Best Television Announcer twice and was named MMA Personality of the Year four times by the World MMA Awards. In 06, Rogan hosted the weekly UFC television show Inside the UFC. And now I guess we're going <clears> to <throat> jump back to his um, either television or comedy career here. In 1999, Rogan secured a three-album deal with Warner Bros. Records and began tentative plans to start his own primetime television sitcom on Fox named The Joe Rogan Show. The show, co-written by Seinfeld writer Bill Masters, was to feature Rogan as, quote, a second-string sportscaster who lands a sport, who lands a spot as a token male on a View-style women show. <laughs> that would have been great. In December 99, he recorded his first stand-up comedy album, uh, in two shows at which the comedy connection at Faneuil Hall in Boston, which is used in his first comedy album, I'm Going to Be Dead Someday, released in August 2000. The album was played regularly on the Howard Stern Show and the Napster Music Service. It contains Voodoo Punani, a song he wrote after Warner suggested something they could play on the radio. It was subsequently released as a single. Did not know that. Around this time, Rogan also worked on ideas on for a film and a cartoon with his comedian friend Chris McGuire, and began to operate a blog on the website JoeRogan.net, which he used to discuss various topics that helped him develop his stand-up routines. In 01, development of, on Rogan's television show was interrupted after he accepted an offer from NBC to host the American edition of Fear Factor. Rogan declined initially as he thought the network would not air such a program, but Sussman convinced him, convinced him to accept it. According to a 2015 interview with Art Bell, Rogan expected Fear Fact would be canceled after a, first, after a few episodes due to objections with some of the content and further, reports, and further reported that he took the job mainly to obtain observations and anecdotes for his stand-up comedy career. The show increased Rogan's national exposure, which caused turnouts at his stand-up gigs to grow. Fear Factor ran for six seasons from 2001 to 2006 and returned for a seventh season, seventh and final season, I should say, from 2011 to 2012. 
for some reason I thought Fear Factor was on TV for a little bit longer, but maybe... And I don't know, I remember Fear Factor being obviously very popular and very... Um, I don't know, just popular. I don't know. I thought I thought maybe it lasted a, a few more years. I'm surprised it only lasted seven seasons. In 2002, he appeared on the episode A Beautiful Mind of Just Shoot Me as Chris, the boyfriend of lead character Maya Gallo. In December 2002, Rogan was the M. Omse of the 2002 blockbuster Hollywood Spectacular, A Christmas Parade in Hollywood. And all the rest is just a lot of silliness. 2005, the present, later career in podcast. In 2005, actor Wesley Snipes challenged Rogan to a cage fight. Not a good idea. Rogan trained for the event for five months before Snipes backed out following an investigation by the IRS for his alleged tax evasion. Rogan believed Snipes needed a quick payout to alleviate his debt. In May 2005, Rogan signed a deal with the Endeavor Talent Agency. Two months later, he used money he earned from hosting Fear Factor to film the second stand-up comedy special, Joe Rogan Live, in Phoenix, Arizona. <clears throat> the special premiered on Showtime in 2007. Rogan hired a camera crew to document his comedy tours, which he posted on his website for his Joe, Joe Show web series, which I also hear quite funny, according to some people. In 05, Rogan wrote a blog entry on his website accusing comedian Carlos Mencia of joke theory, a claim he had made since 93, and dumped him Carlos Menstilia. The situation culminated in February 2007 when Rogan confronted Mencia on stage at the comedy store in Hollywood. <clears throat> a video of the incident was uploaded onto YouTube and included evidence and comments from other comedians, including George Lopez, Bob Levy, Bobby Lee, and Ari Shafir. The incident led to Rogan's talent agent booting him as a client of the Gersh Agency, who also managed Mencia, and his ban from the comedy store causing him to relocate his regular venue to the Hollywood Improv Comedy. Rogan later said that every single comic he had talked to was so happy and thankful he did it, and signed with a, Williams, with a William Morris Agency five minutes later. I bet, yeah. I mean, that was probably a big mistake in retrospect by the Gersh Agency. I mean, Mencia obviously had uh, minded Mencia for a very short time. Um... Which I think was pretty popular for its time, um, but I think it only lasted maybe th three seasons. Or I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's who knows. Maybe it's still going on. I don't think so. But I mean, Joe Rogan is, you know, right now in in, in multiple different industries, so much more relevant than Carlos Mencia. So I'm kind of surprised that they they dropped him after that. Even though it was kind of silly of them to do that. I have seen that video, and he's he's a little bit. Uh, Whatever, I mean, that's a big deal for comedians, right? You don't steal other comedians' <clears throat> content so and jokes. So I guess I can understand it. In April 2007, Comedy Central Records released Rogan's fourth comedy special, Shiny Happy Jihad. The set was recorded in September 06 at Cobb's Comedy Club in San Francisco and contains excerpts of an improvised Q&A session with the audience that was typical of Rogan's act at the time. In December 2009, Rogan launched a free podcast with his friend and fellow comedian Brian Redband. The first episode was recorded on December 24th and was initially a live weekly broadcast on Ustream with Rogan and Redband sitting in front of laptops bullshitting. Their words, not mine. 
By August 2010, the podcast was named The Joe Rogan Experience and entered the list of top 100 podcasts on iTunes. And in 2011, was picked up by Sirius XM Satellite Radio. The podcast features an array of guests who discuss current events, political views, philosophy and comedy, hobbies, and numerous other topics. Uh, in January 2015, the podcast was listened to by over 11 million people. By October that year, the podcast downloaded 16 million times each month, making it one of the most popular free podcasts. Which is not 16 million downloads a month is that's that's like yeah can't even fathom <clears throat> that many downloads. Um, in 2013, Rogan hosted his own six-episode television show, Joe Rogan Questions Everything on the Sci-Fi Network. The show covered topics discussed on his podcast, including the existence of Bigfoot and UFOs, and featured several comedians, experts, and scientists with the aim of trying to put some objects to bed with an open-minded perspective. Personal Life Sometime before 2001, Rogan was in a relationship with actress and real reality television star Jerry Maffey. In May 08, Rogan and his girlfriend Jessica Schimmel, a former cocktail waitress, had a daughter. They married the following year and had a second daughter in 2010. The family lives in Bell Canyon, California. In mid-2009, prior to the birth of their second child, they briefly lived in Boulder, Colorado. Rogan is also a stepfather to his wife's daughter from another relationship. He has a stress-related vitiligo on his hands and feet. I'm not sure what that means. Rogan became interested in jiu-jitsu after watching Hoist Gracie fight at UFC 2 in 94. In 96, Rogan began training in Brazilian jiu-jitsu under uh, Carlson Gracie at his school in Hollywood, California. So many Gracies. I mean, it's like infinite number of Gracies in the world. He's a black belt under Eddie Bravo's 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu, a style of no-gi Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and a black belt in jiu-jitsu in... Uh, and a black belt in Guy Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu under Jean-Jacques Machado. <clears throat> Rogan was raised Catholic, having attended Catholic school in his first in the first grade, but has since abandoned following but has since abandoned following any organized religion and identifies as agnostic. Uh, that's pretty much it. Because there are a few things about advocacy which are very short and I mean Rogan has his own his own opinions I mean it's it's not up to me to you know tell you necessarily what they are and agree or disagree I mean you know this podcast is for fun it's not necessarily for getting into these topics and I find that there's almost nothing less relaxing than even mentioning a topic that is that comes with some controversy behind it then your mind starts thinking about the position that you hold and, you know, you're probably going to get out of bed and wonder why it is I started talking about all these issues. So, that'll be the end of this episode. Maybe you're asleep, maybe you're awake. I want to thank you for listening anyway. Um, if you have any questions, comments, if you want to share some natural remedies with me to heal my throat that doesn't involve just tea or lozenges or anything like that uh would love to hear what you have to uh say um email show at hello at sleepandrelaxasmr.com you can check out our website 
sleepandrelaxasmr.com. Follow us on Tingle, it's a very popular ASMR uh, streaming app. I think it's available on Android and uh, Apple. That's the end of this episode. Once again, thanks as always for listening, and take care.